Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Butz, uh, I think standing ovation time because one of your former or a former opponent back in the day and is one of my favorite players actually was St. George. Nathan Brown joins us, former head coach as well with numerous footy clubs, including the Knights and also the Warriors. Good morning, mate. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, we're well. Also loved your analysis on radio in the last 12 months. So we spoke at length about Brisbane last night, but what a performance against the Melbourne Storm, 26 points to nil. Your thoughts? Yeah, well... Yeah, the Bronx have been one of the form teams in the comp, and I, I thought they would win last night. A lot of people were talking about the hoodoo, but I just sort of looked at, you look at form and you look on paper, and the Bronx, you know, they've got to be, you know, equal favourites at Penrith to win the comp. You know, you don't fluke run an equal first, and um, their form's been outstanding, and they've got a lot of players now that have played Origin, achieved at Origin level, so I don't think the finals footy's going to be, you know, any, any more dawning than Origin football, so I think they're primed to have a real good crack at it at the Bronx. I think, Brownie, the only surprise for me was the scoreline. Uh, the fact that, and, you know, they'd be extremely happy with the fact they kept a side like uh, the Melbourne Storm to no points uh, yeah. and the way they went well, about it. That, that was probably most impressive. Yeah, hugely surprising. You know, over the years, I think, I'm not sure if the Craig Bellamy coach side's ever finished down on uh, down on Norton. You know, over the years, Melbourne's obviously had those those key players, you know, from Cameron Smith and Billy and the crew, and then now you've got the, the, the next generation of Munster and Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant. And that's so, you know, they've always got some players in those positions that certainly can score and, and score freely at times. And and for the Bronx to keep the nil, I, I don't think anyone would have uh, anyone would have predicted uh, uh, a score of, of zero against the Storm at this stage with who they got fit and playing. Yeah, and, and you know the thing about it is last night that impressed me. You know, Adam Reynolds just, you know, his control and um, he just seems to be, you know, like a little puppeteer with these young... Well, he, you know what? He's a puppeteer with these young players, like these forwards who are brash. But like you mentioned earlier, mate, they've got so much experience and, you know, big time or big game experience in terms of origin uh, and representation in terms of uh, representing, you know, their various countries. Um, you know, his control that he has and... Um, it is just phenomenal. Then you got the the spark at the back in Reese Walsh and and Brandy, you had a bit to do with uh, Reese Walsh at the Warriors. Um, can you yeah. believe that he is standing up the way he has um, so early in his career? Not really, Boots, because like he came to the Warriors sort of I don't know it was around eight or nine or whatever it was when um, Roger made the decision that he was going to uh, try his hand at Union and. He'd not trained at all because it was only, I think he'd just turned 18 and it was his first sort of full-time pre-season with the Broncos and uh, yep. he had a thing called compartment syndrome so he, he actually missed most of that pre-season. So he came to the Warriors as an 18-year-old kid. He'd done no training at all and he made state of origin. That just shows you how much talent he's got. It wasn't because of anything else other than that he's just got more talent than most others. And now with, with the addition of Reynolds, you know, with some of these guys, you know, if you look at uh, 
you look at Adam Reynolds and, and you look at Sean Johnson, these guys are now, you know, not as fast on their feet, not as athletic below the waist, but their head thinks much faster, doesn't it? Though? Mm. So, you know, Adam Reynolds, he's, he plays the game at the pace that suits him. And I think, you know, with Ezra Mann and, and, and Reese's uh, blinding speed, you know, it's sort of like a perfect storm for the Broncos. You know, they've got this real old bloke now who, who knows about control and, and how to sort of hold these young bucks back. But he also knows when to sort of help let them go as well because, you know, Reese plays literally without fear and he's he's prepared to sort of push everything to the boundary all the time and Adam Reynolds sort of I suppose the way he conducts the ship he just sort of he lets Leash, uh, Reece off the hook when he needs to and Ezra Mann again another another kid with just blinding acceleration you know so for Adam Reynolds you know as much as he's helped the Broncos I feel these young kids have probably helped him as well. Mm. And I'm sure you would love that young forward pack at Brisbane because you know probably similar to your forward pack at St. George in the early 90s. Do you give your old team, the Warriors, do you give them any chance without Sean Johnson against the back-to-back Premiers, Penrith? I actually thought if Sean was fit, obviously no one knew that Sean wasn't going to be fit until a couple of days ago, but earlier in the week, I I thought the Warriors were actually a chance, you know, with Sean playing as well as he's playing. And and Sean's a a wonderful kicker of the ball. And, you know, the the Warriors pack for me is... What holds the key for them, you know, they've got a pack, you know, now they've got a good balance of size and power and, and athleticism in football now, too, you know, Tohu Harris is, is for me, is probably the most underrated player in the game, he's as, he, people don't sort of, everyone talks about Isaiah, they talk about Cameron Murray, and they, but Tohu Harris is as good a player as any of those guys, he never gets the, probably the credit he deserves, and and you obviously Adam Fanua Blake's a, a high quality player, and in around them they've got a bit of power and pace as well now, and hard work with with the addition of the young boy from the Dragons, you know, so they've got a real good blend of a blend in their pack, you know. And you know, Wade Egan's turned himself into a good player now. Mm. He's sort of, you know, for me, he's you know, if you've got you know, Harry Grants and Appies and them blokes sort of your origin and test players, I think, I think you know, Wade Egan and Young Braley probably head the rest of the hookers out. You know, they're that sort of next generation coming through to probably challenge the rep footy. You know, but missing Sean is, is such a big loss because, you know, one thing. We know definitely what Penrith are going to do is they're going to kick the ball really, really well and make you work hard. And, and without Sean's kicking game, it just might make it a, a, a bit difficult. Yeah, I, mate, I'm glad you mentioned Adam Fanuel Blake because I know you, I know you took him to the Warriors from Manly, and, and you had a lot of um, expectations on him, and you know injuries sort of denied him that opportunity. Plus, you know the fact that you guys were playing uh, over here during that COVID period, but he's had a massive year and. You know, his athletic ability, his skill, but also, you know, he's actually getting across the stripe, uh, which is a huge plus for any team to have their big front rower, not only uh, creating opportunities, but scoring tries. Yeah, look, for Adam, Adam won't mind me saying, if there's a player I've coached that needs some stability in his life, Adam Fanua Blake's probably one of them, you know, he's... and. Uh, and when he first come to the Warriors, you know, Adam has four little children, probably I think under ten, you know, four kids under ten. Yeah. And within eighteen months, his wife moved six times, and I'm not talking down the road. She moved from uh, Manly to uh, Kiama, Kiama to Tamworth, Tamworth to the Central Coast, Central Coast to Gold Coast, Gold Coast to Brisbane, Brisbane to Auckland in an eighteen month period. You know, so yeah. so those things, it's not settling for people, is it? You know, but once Adam got really settled. His footy, he, again, he's just a better, more talented player than most other people, you know, and, and he likes his training and he really loves his footy. 
And as you just said, he finds a stripe because he's not only big, he's very, very smart. He's very footy smart at like Tohu, you know. So he's a he's a good guy and a really, really good player. And he's probably he's probably fulfilling the potential that yeah, you know, many, many people have seen him over time. And that's what you get with a bit of age and a bit of maturity. Mm. Hey, Brownie, uh, Butes said earlier, in fact, it was an absolute rant from Butes. Uh, he doesn't feel the Sharks should be playing at Shark Park tonight in front of a packed house there. He feels like the NRL should have jumped in and the Sharks should be playing in front of 35,000 in the city against the Roosters. Uh, Butes? Let me, let me say on that, Brownie, I felt that the NRL should have preempted this some two months ago. If the Sharks were a chance with the field the way it is and it's been refurbished, knowing full well that you're only going to get 13,000 people, they should have put that statement to the Sharks and said, if you do make the finals, we need to take it to another venue because, you know what, I, I watched the AFL last night and on Thursday night where there's 93,000 on Thursday, 92,000 tonight, and our game deserves more than 13,000 people to be watching a semi-final. And that's, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, well, look, from the point of view how you put it like that, Butch, you're definitely you're 100% spot on when you put it like that. But on the other hand, you know, Cronulla earned the right to get an advantage because they finished better on the table than the Roosters. So for them to get yep. the advantage, playing at home gives them their advantage. Where if they go and play in town, all their advantage is taken away, I suppose, from that home ground point of view. And, you know, it's um, the law or the rules around the game suggest if, if you're... If you're in a certain position after the 27 rounds, you get a home playoff. And, you know, for Cronulla and the club and Fitzy and the boys, you know, they've all done a great job there. They deserve to get that advantage. And if they if they want to take that advantage, I think they're well within their right. But from a pure rugby league point of view and a fan's point of view, obviously there's going to be 25,000 or 30,000 people locked out. So, you know, there's, there's, yeah. there is a, a great argument for both. But, you know, personally, if I'm Cronulla, I'm feeling robbed if we can't play the game at home. Oh. And I don't disagree with you there in terms of Cronulla. I got a question coming, where they're coming from. Got a question for Brownie just about mindset because listening to Craig Fitzgibbon, and you're probably the best man to answer this, there are some scars still from last year where they went out in straight sets. So give us your thoughts on these two teams. Roosters, what a run to the final series and congratulations. And of course this game in terms of coaching is Master versus the yeah, Apprentice. Well, mm. Yeah, well, with the um, Roosters, I, I mean, before a ball kicked off with the Roosters, I, I thought they were the team to beat, me and, me and many, many others. And for whatever reason, things sort of didn't work out so well from early in the year. But if, if you look at the back sort of seven or eight weeks, you know, there's two sides in the bottom half of the eight. You know, the, the Knights and the Roosters, who have both gained a lot of momentum through good form. And if you go purely on form, you'd, you know, you'd be tipping the Knights and the Roosters you know, one of those sides to go deep into the finals, just purely based on the form they've played in. And, and Cronulla sort of, they hit the hurdles, Cronulla, and they looked like they were a chance of missing the eight. And then they uh, then they got themselves going again and played some decent footy. And look, it's a game tonight. Look, I, I, I actually, I'd like to see Cronulla win. I, I live out there and obviously my young bloke's going down to watch and, and then one of my daughters, you know, so they all, they all like Cronulla, you know, so I'd like to see him win. But, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be leaning towards the Roosters purely on, on the momentum they've got, you know, but it, it'll be, it should be a fast game with the weather we've got. The conditions should be fast. And, you know, one thing that has impressed me about Cronulla since Fitz has been there is they can score the Sharks. They've got an ability to score points and yeah. it's whether they can, I suppose, stop enough, I suppose, is going to be the challenge for them. Aidan, speaking of home ground advantage, uh, Sunday, the Knights, and you know better than most 
How many points is that worth for the Knights going up there and playing uh, against the Raiders? It'll be chock-a-block again for the third game in a row. Uh, there's not too many venues nor crowds that will get behind their team. Uh, and you know how passionate they are. Oh, mate, they're wonderful supporters up there. They get behind the team and the team's struggling. Yeah, they're one of the probably the few yep. few league clubs, I suppose, the league team stands who actually who actually still turn up in droves if the team's going through a tough period, you know. So the fact the Knights have, you know, put eight or nine wins together and, and they're actually playing a really attractive brand of footy, you know, for me it's uh since Adam's been there, this is by far the best ever attack for me. They're really looking mm. really sharp and fast across the ground and, and again, lot like the Sharks, they're entertaining to watch, you know. I, I enjoy I've enjoyed watching the Knights the past sort of seven or eight weeks and you know, they're gonna start very, very short price favourites against the Canberra side who you know, Canberra pretty much in the top four for pretty much the whole year and just lost a couple of the deaths. But, you know, when you look you look on paper and you look at uh, Ricky Stewart's roster compared to three or four sides that missed the eight, you know, the fact they're in that top four for such a long run, I, you know, I thought, you know, Ricky certainly maximised the potential of, of, of a number of players in his squad. You know, they're players in key positions. I reckon they've played at the height of their game for... You know, consistently yeah. for a long period of time. You know, they've done a remarkable job to get to where they've got to, and and you know, the only hope I give Canberra this week is, yeah. you know, Ricky's probably he's probably one of the best coaches in the getting around over a long period of time that can can get people up emotionally. I suppose you know, and I think Rick would have the have them thinking the whole world's against them, and no one likes them, and and you know, Canberra's hope is you know is playing off the back of. Of the coach, what he's going to build up, and they're going to need to start really, really well to, to challenge tonight. I feel. Hey, Brownie, uh, we're getting the wind up from our producer. Can you believe that? Uh, we've got to go to the news. But my final question: Do you take great pride in the fact that two of the teams you've coached recently are now in the final series? And if we look at our local football team, the Central Coast Mariners, Nick Montgomery led the team to the grand final this year. But you go back to Alan Stachic, the the previous coach who kind of put everything in place and then Monty took over from there and raised it again to another level. But do you take pride in the fact that two clubs that you've been closely associated with get a crack? Oh, look, you, you always, you, you know, I've enjoyed my times at the different clubs. I've been very tough, I suppose, tough experiences. The Warriors that are sort of lean sort of 10 years, I suppose, and been on the road was difficult. And the Knights had obviously gone through a really difficult stage with, you know, changes of ownerships and, all sorts of stuff, and you know, generally sides are, are changing coaches all the time, and and not doing so well because their rosters aren't good enough. And you know, when you when I suppose you go to a club and you leave it in better shape, you know, recruitment's actually a team thing. It's not just the head coach, or it's not just the recruiter. It's you know, as the CEO, sometimes it's involved as assistant coaches, and and you know, generally teams improve on the back of. Or, or get better on the back of a team effort. You know, some people, I suppose, there's certain people out there that like to take all the credit all the time, but generally when a club improves a lot, there's generally numbers of factors and numbers of mm. people who've contributed to the success. Yeah, well, I feel that's your great skill. Would you agree, Butes? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, yeah, he's every right to have a sense of pride as to what he's managed to achieve at those clubs and, you know, to where they are now. So, well done, mate. Thanks, and thanks a lot for taking the time to uh, talk all things footy with us, mate. It's been fantastic. No worries, fellas. Have a good one, eh?